Hey everybody, welcome to Belief Beat, where we talk about things that matter with people who matter. I'm this week's host, John Horner Eibler. Back with you after a long hiatus, we kind of took off once Graham Gallagher left as our communications uh, lead person. We've kind of just been letting Belief Beat rest, but uh, we are now back. Natalie Kamenek is our new director of communications, mm-hmm. and so we have people and time to devote to these podcasts, and we love doing them because we love talking to people Uh, from our congregation and beyond who do really important and valuable and interesting things with their lives and how all of that relates to the life of faith. So this week, to get us restarted, we're spending some time with Marilyn Ranney from our congregation. Uh, Marilyn is our advocate for our blood donation ministries, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself and how she got involved in this particular ministry here at Unity Lutheran Church. Marilyn, welcome to Belief Beat. Uh, Take it from there. All right. Well, thanks, John. Uh, So I've been a member at Unity now for about 15 years. Uh, Husband is Jeff. We have two daughters, Sam. Samantha uh, is a nurse in Minneapolis, and Nikki, our youngest, uh, is a grad student at UWM. Both were very active in in the church as they're growing up. I personally have worked in healthcare now for about uh, 30 plus years, and I've been at Freighter as a health and well-being coach for the past 15 years. So when you asked me about the blood drive for unity, for me, it was actually what I call a God moment. I had been feeling, I I became the blood advocate in 2019, and I'd been feeling a need to step back into something at church. Kids were now in college. I was done being the church mom with confirmation and high school things. So I was really looking for something to step back into, and I've always been passionate about uh, blood donation. I'll, I'll elaborate on that a little bit later. So I emailed Pastor Muriel and asked her if there was something I could do to help out with the blood drive. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I can be the baker who makes the treats, or I can run and pick up some of the groceries that we supply. And I didn't hear back from her for what seemed to be an incredibly long time, and I thought she might have forgotten about it. And then all of a sudden, I got an email, and then I got a follow-up phone call from her telling me that um, Sally Thomas, who had been our blood drive advocate, was looking to retire from that position. And oh, by the way, would I consider taking over the role? And, you know, I thought about it for a while. I prayed on it for a while. And I kind of decided that maybe God was leading me to that. So I made the decision and I said, yes. So... I, I am passionate about donating blood for several reasons, and it actually dates back to my college days. I was in a physiology lab, and one of our assignments was to type our own blood. And my result came back as O negative, which I'll tell you more about in a moment. But my professor suggested we retest it just to make sure. I don't think he believed me, quite honestly. And it came back again O negative. Now, O-negative blood is only present in about 8% of the Caucasian population, and it's even less in people of color, probably 3 or 4%. People who have O-negative blood are what are known as the universal donors. So anyone can receive O-negative blood. So if you wind up in an emergency room or if you're in an ICU or, in your, or if you're in a trauma situation where there's no time to type the blood, you're going to get O-negative blood. So it's the universal blood type. 
And when I was a college kid, my professor looked at me and he said, you're O negative. And he said, you really should consider donating blood. It's a very powerful gift that you can give to people who are in an emergency situation. And so I've been a blood donor ever since that time. And as a 20-year-old, it seemed really cool to me that I could make a life-impacting gift to others. So that, that was really cool. Though, so this question came up a couple weeks ago. I want to emphasize while O negative is, you know, this universal donor and critically needed, you see that being requested of blood donation sites all the time. All blood types are needed, and the Red Cross won't turn you away for, for any type of blood type. So you may need, see that immediate need for the O negative in trauma situations, but if you think about it, John, there's so many people who need blood products, whether it be um, red blood cells, plasma, platelets, people who have blood disorders, cancer, burn victims, babies, surgery patients. The need is present. It never goes away. The Red Cross needs to collect um, over 12,000 donations daily to meet the need. Uh, the U.S. goes through approximately 36,000 units of blood per day. Wow. And the Red Cross supplies about 40% of that need. Wow. Uh, uh, I, I'm just always fascinated how, how one's life path gets you to where you are and that this professor had that had the kind of the, the awareness to tell you how <laughs> important your blood type is and what a difference you could make with that. I should also, by the way, thank in addition to Sally Thomas, I think our previous uh, advocates have been Lynn Shannon and Paula Young, Hopefully I'm not forgetting anybody else on that list, but uh, just a whole series of yeah. people who've been very invested in, in uh, blood donation as one of our ministries. So I'm uh, grateful to all of them, yep, too. Because <laughs> yep, they've created a great system. So speaking of the system, um, now that you've been doing, you've been the advocate through COVID. You've been the advocate <laughs> through probably the toughest yes. time of running these drives. Tell, tell us a little bit about what goes into just scheduling a drive because it's not as easy as just throwing a dart at a calendar. No, um, it, it, it takes a village, as yep. they say. Uh, so when we set up these drives, I obviously work with you and all of the pastors and the servant ministry committee. We try to schedule four drives per year at Unity. In the past, we've always had about 30 to 45 donors uh, from Unity, um, so getting that word out to everybody and getting it on everyone's calendars, it, it really takes a lot of people. And I'm very indebted to all of the church staff, pastors, but also our communication and marketing people, everyone from Nancy, uh, Barb Hagna, Natalie, David, who's doing bulletins right now, and Hill, who's doing uh, the, the website, to message out on all of our channels of communication bulletins, email blasts, Facebook, the newsletters, uh, that, that communication is very critical. And then on my end, I'm constantly monitoring the signups and determining do we need more promotion and handling email from people asking questions about the blood drives. And also, do we have enough people to make this drive successful? That's always my panic, as you know, as I'm always texting you. <laughs> it's like, John, no, you we don't girl. have enough people for this drive. Um, so do, uh, do we need to open it up to the public? Uh, our varsity drives that we've done in the past have always been open to the public. Uh, we're with Red Cross this time and for this year, 
And for right now, our drive is is uh, private. So they only have it open to us so that we can get as many of our members signed up at the times that are convenient for them. And then as we come up to the last couple of days, if there are still spots open, they will open it up to the public so that a few others might be able to join in and, and help us meet the numbers. I also need to thank all the volunteers that, that step up. For example, the Schreibers have routinely been out there to, um, when we do uh, Saturday morning drives, the church has to be open at 5 a.m. to get all the equipment and, and staffing in to host those. They've been wonderful about doing that. There's always been a group out there that have done some homemade baked goods and run to go buy some fresh fruit and great harvest bread and other things. So... Um, that's been a real huge help to have that. So um, since this is our first drive with Red Cross, it's on a Thursday afternoon till, uh, from 1 to 6 p.m. I am planning to be there most of the day just to hopefully answer questions for people as they come in and, and troubleshoot any. Again, it's a different process and uh, different team, so we just want to make sure things go well. So I'll be there to assist and also make sure everyone stops by to get treats and fellowship after they donate. <laughs> uh, the, the most important, important the part. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. Hanging out afterwards and just yes. uh, having a little nosh. Uh, so if, if you've not given before and, for example, don't know something like your blood type, does that mean you shouldn't sign up, Marilyn? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, you should sign up. And even if it's been a long time since you have signed up, um, for example, if you traveled in Europe during mad cow disease or you've had a tattoo in previous years or you're on certain medications, you can reach out to me. I will put you in contact. You, you can go on the Red Cross uh, donation site and look these things up, but I can also give you a phone number or direct you to people who can answer those questions. For example, I take an anti-inflammatory for arthritis, and it's a, a new medication for me, and I was a little worried that, oh, do I need to stop it a few days before I donate? I called the 800 number last night. She said, nope, that's not a problem. No need to stop it. You can continue on it. So they have great people, who, and I... I had a human being immediately. I didn't go through a, a phone tree or anything. I immediately had someone who could answer those questions. So, Awesome. Um, so one of the reasons that uh, uh, you're passionate about it, I'm passionate about it as well, is, is Unity just has a real uh, commitment to health and wellness ministries as a whole. Um, you know, maybe it's self-evident, but how do you see this kind of fitting into that larger emphasis? Well, so I'll, I'll actually dive back to when I first joined Unity 15 years ago. Um, I was heavily involved in servant ministry at my previous church, and when our family was making the decision to move over to Unity, there were two things that really jumped out at me. Obviously, I had small children, so we were looking at children programming. But I was looking at the partners that we were partnering with, and as a healthcare worker, one of the things that I completely appreciate about Unity is that focus to serve others. So whether it be providing care at Bread of Healing Clinic, or the medical mission to El Salvador, or helping recovering addicts, I really believe that blood donation pairs very nicely with that mission to serve because donating blood is such a, a healing gift. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I guess when I think of the life of faith, I just think how, how often in life, I mean, 
to me, from a faith perspective, kind of the ultimate and maybe best gift is one that's really personal, mm. one you can't be thanked for, and one that maybe doesn't even help someone that you ever see. And so it's really kind of a, a selfless, non-self-absorbed gift, and like blood donation is all of those things. You don't know who it goes to. Um, you don't really get thanked for it. And, and the really and cool thing about that, John, is a single blood donation yeah. can help up to three people. Yeah. Because when they take the blood, they process it and they break it into its components of plasma, platelets, red blood cells. And so those three different things can go to three different people for whatever need they have. And so it's not just one person being helped by it, it's many. So this is really cool. Hey, that that seems like a... So I think if you haven't given blood before, the process might seem a little bit like a mystery. Uh, (laughs) Can, why don't you walk us through, so, sure. okay, I park in the parking lot, I walk through the doors, <laughs> then what's going to happen? Well, for a typical blood donation, it's going to take about an hour. And step one, you walk in and you're going to get registered with the Red Cross staff. They do need ID, so bring your driver's license along. If you've donated to Red Cross before and have a donor card, you can share a donor card and they'll use that instead of your driver's license. Step two is going through your health history and a little mini physical. Uh, So some of those health questions can be done ahead of time. So if you've signed up for our drive, uh, they they included an email. So you should have gotten a confirmation email or you will get a confirmation email if you sign up. And then on the day of the drive, you're going to get an email link, again, confirming your appointment. And they're going to send you a link to something called Rapid Pass, which is just a way that you can do the health questionnaire ahead of time. It's probably going to take about 10 minutes to complete that. Then you'll sit down with the donor staff, and they'll if there's any questions they're concerned about, they're going to walk you through and, and you know, oh, you're on this medication, blah, blah, blah. So the, they'll assist with that. And then they'll do that little mini physical. They're going to check your temperature, your heart rate, your blood pressure, and they'll do most likely a finger stick. Some places will, like, prick your ear or something and get just a drop of blood and they put it in a a little machine to measure your iron level. We want to make sure you have adequate iron levels before we take your red blood cells. And then the next step, um, the step three is actual donation. It really only takes about 10 minutes to do whole blood donation. So you're going to have your arm swabbed with some bright yellow betadine solution to disinfect. They'll put the needle in, often squeeze a little uh, tennis ball type thing to, to help uh, the process. Uh, when they have collected about a pint of blood, then they'll take the needle out, bandage you up. And then as we already said, John, the best part of this, after that, we want to make sure, so they've taken a little bit of volume out of your body. So we want to make sure you're feeling well and you're hydrated. So we're going to send you out to have some snacks, juice, coffee, um, soda. They, they have all of those water and, you know, some home-baked goods, uh, some fresh fruit, and a little time to socialize. So you probably want to sit there about 10 to 15 minutes just till your body kind of adjusts. And I want to take a moment, while we're talking about the step process mm-hmm. on the day of donation, John, I want to take a moment to talk about being your best self before the donation. It's really a good idea um, to get a good night of sleep. And the key word here is hydration, hydration, hydration. For me personally, I start drinking extra water the day before. Um, The day of the drive, you also want to continue drinking extra water. 
right before, for a couple hours before you donate, probably avoid the caffeinated beverages. So hold off on soda, caffeinated soda, tea, coffee that have caffeine in them because that also dehydrates you and we want to have you very, very hydrated. Also eat a good meal. So if you're donating in the morning, this is an afternoon drive, so make sure you're having lunch and even a snack if you're donating later in the day. Morning drives, you want to make sure you've had breakfast. So good nutrition, good hydration, continue to drink extra water 24 to 48 hours after. And here's, I learned this the hard way, probably best to hold off on exercise the day of the drive, unless it's just an easy walk. You don't want to do strenuous exercise right before because it tends to dehydrate you. And then after you donate, they will tell you, John's laughing at me, I guess he works out before he donates. No, no, I, I usually do stuff afterwards. And unfortunately, I've never been affected, but I know people who are. So your advice yeah, is far I, wiser than yeah. mine. Keep going. Ideally, you should avoid heavy lifting and strenuous right. activity right. for probably the rest of the day, and then you're fine to resume all of that the next day. Yeah. So, Hey, as, I, I was thinking even of the sign-up process. There's something on the Red Cross sign-up that they call a power red donation. Yep. Uh, what's that? So, yeah, let's talk about that. So you have two options when you donate blood. You can give whole blood, which is typical and which most of our members generally sign up for that, where they're taking a pint of whole blood uh, that includes all of its components, so they're not being separated. So if you do go on to the webpage, you will see that they have an option for power red. When we were with Versity, they called them double reds. So in this case, you sit at a special machine that's actually taking basically a concentrated dose of your red blood cells out. So it's separating it, and then the machine is putting your plasma and platelets back into your system. Um, it's very powerful. It takes a little extra time. It takes about 90 minutes on average, but it's very helpful to trauma patients, newborns, emergency transfusions during birth, people with sickle cell. Um, so it's an incredibly powerful gift. Um, I would not recommend it to someone unless they're someone who's very comfortable and familiar with the whole donation process, who is never having issues with iron levels because they're, right, they're right. taking out double reds. Um, but it's an incredible gift. Again, it's, and, and if you do double reds or power reds, uh, you are only allowed to donate every 16 weeks instead of eight weeks, which is typical with whole blood donation. So hope, did that clear that up, John, a yep. little bit about the yep. difference? No, and I'm glad you mentioned that Versity called it double red. So for our experienced donors, they kind of recognize that. Yep. Yeah. And I would add, I mean, I think you've done it. I've, I've yes. done it. And, uh, uh, basically it's a, on the donor end, it's, a commitment of more time. It's uh, a commitment it of more long. time. Um, and you get a little cold while they're doing yes, it Yes, yeah, yes. I'd forgotten about that. You do yeah. get a little cold. I'm someone who tends to be a little bit chronically dehydrated, and I've always been one of those people on the edge. I, always, I do take iron supplementation in my multivitamin. Mm -hmm. um, if you're someone who's prone to a little bit of iron deficiency or anemia, that is not the Maybe route you want to go. go that route. Whole, whole okay. blood is the better route to go. Okay. So... Hey, you've you've talked about our long-term relationships to Versity. Um, how about if you just explain our transition now to American Red Cross? Yeah, I'm I'm happy to do that. Uh, so many of us were very familiar with Versity um, for years, known as the Blood Center of Wisconsin. They changed their name, and they were our servant partner for approximately 20 years. 
They, Versity is a regional Midwest organization um, dedicated to blood donation and blood research. They supply blood to all of the local Milwaukee hospitals. So it was a very long process before Unity decided to step away from Versity. Um, just to give you a little background, so during the pandemic, Unity was actually one of the few community blood drives still happening. Most places shut down as soon as the pandemic hit. And we made a decision here at Unity to continue to host blood drives. Uh, me being a medical person was very adamant that we had very sharp um, COVID processes in place. And Versity did a very nice job of that. They, they were they were so happy with us. In fact, John, and you know this, they asked us if we would host an additional drive because they were having such problems setting up community drives. So we actually did five drives in 2020. Um, which, which I'll just interrupt to say, you know, we're really well, well attended. attended. I was really proud of our members. For... I was too. I, it was exceptional. The last two years, um, Versity is really having staffing problems, and they've been struggling to get enough staff to the drives. And in the last year, we had two drives. Both were understaffed, which resulted in maybe not the best experience for our members with long wait times. Uh, and you and I like, both have experienced really long, that, really long wait times, which is is, is not a good thing. And then we, are, I think there was this combination of long wait times where our members are sort of like, well, I don't know that I have two hours to give up on a Saturday. So our signups started decreasing for very, uh, who knows all the reasons, but they were. And so um, Versity actually canceled two of our drives last year. Um, so I think over the last couple of years, they've been probably shifting more away from small community drives and putting their focus into their, you know, obviously into their donation site um, here not far away from us, but also at their big drives. At, you know, I'm at Freighter. They have drives at Freighter all the time that are well attended and perhaps even university drives where they get a large number of people coming. And, I mean, that makes perfect sense. If you're struggling with resources, you're going to put your resources where they're best utilized. So um, we are and always will be eternally grateful to them as a servant partner, and we appreciate them for what they do. Um, it, it was a great um, relationship, and, and we're very grateful for them. So, so How will Red Cross be different? Yeah, I, I figured you are going to ask that. So let's talk about Red Cross for a minute. So after the December drive got canceled, we were at a bit, uh, with Servant Ministry, we were a bit in limbo about next steps. And even if blood donation was going to continue to be a part of our ministry here. And lo and behold, and I'm not sure who connected Sherry, <laughs> we'll find that out, but Sherry reached out to me and she said, hey, I want to connect you with somebody who I've been connected with through someone else, you know, friend of a friend, That's I guess. That's how it works. That's how it works. And she put me in touch with um, our current Red Cross rep, Janelle. And so Jackie Harrington, who is our servant ministry chair, um, Jackie and I met with Janelle and we really liked what Red Cross had to say and their whole mission. Um, you know, obviously, I think we all know Red Cross as a global relief mission. And as I mentioned previously, they're, they're currently supplying 40% of the nation's blood. And John, I think you mentioned to me that they, I believe they supply blood to our military. Um, Correct. Really important stuff. 
So Janelle explained to me that Red Cross doesn't have any local contracts with the hospitals here in Milwaukee. They do have contracts with 48 hospitals across the state of Wisconsin, but their role here in Milwaukee is to back up Versity. So Versity has all the contracts for our local hospitals. And if they're struggling to meet the uh, demand for blood here in Milwaukee, Red Cross will step in to fill that gap. Um, if Versity doesn't need that backup from the Red Cross, then the blood will be um, distributed regionally to the areas that need it. And if it's not needed re regionally, it will continue to be expanded to where it's needed the most. And I'm actually really cool with that. Um, I love that they're here to just back a, up our local uh, community when it's needed. So, uh, Me too. I, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, you kind of need both when you think about it. You need someone who is really focused on the local community, but you can't not have a backup. Yep. And for that, a national organization seems to make the most sense. Uh, when we donate it, it goes to somebody who needs it someplace, and I yes. think that's that's the key thing. I agree. Um, how about a little digression into uh, people frequently are, you know, really hesitant or afraid to give blood. I don't know if you've ever, you can't talk somebody out of their, their feelings, but um, I, I think people are afraid of, of pain. I think they're afraid of maybe passing out. Um, and maybe they're afraid of, well, if I give away some of my hemoglobin, what if I need it? Uh, you know, in a sense, I'm losing something for myself. Will it potentially make me sick, I guess? I think some people are afraid of. So I don't know, when you think of those three things, maybe, um, or anything else that maybe you've heard over the years that causes people to hesitate, how, how do you respond to that? I mean, again, you can't talk people out of it, but what's your sense of any of those issues? Wow, John, I got to think about that. Um, I... First of all, if, if you're somebody who is absolutely petrified of needles, blood donation probably isn't going to be your thing. I, and I, I appreciate nope. that and respect nope. people for that. On a personal note, and, and you donate all the time as well, I don't find that needle stick painful at all. Um, if you're squeamish, I, you know, some people don't like to watch them when they insert the needle. I don't find it painful. What I, and I mentioned this before, what I've learned about blood donation is if I take a day or two to really take good care of myself, eat well, get adequate sleep, and stay hydrated, I feel absolutely fine. And kind of like you, I don't necessarily, um, I kind of just go on with my day. I go donate blood, make sure I eat really well and stay hydrated the rest of the day. I feel great the rest of the day. And I'm right back. I'm an, you know, I'm an avid exerciser. Uh, I generally don't exercise the day of donation, but I'm right back at it the next day. So I don't know if that helps people feel better, but, um, I have, if I do something stupid, like as a college kid, sure, I might have gone out drinking the night before or something like that <laughs> and realized, no, wow. No, college kids never do that. <laughs> um, maybe I didn't feel so great after donation the next day, or I probably shouldn't have donated to begin with, and I wasn't hydrated enough. So if, if you take really good care of yourself, uh, and that's a priority to you, I think blood donation is absolutely going to be fine. And 
if people do have specific questions for me, they can reach out to me. Um, the best way, just email me, mranny at wi.rr.com. I, again, I How can do you spell Ranny? R-A-N-N-E-Y. Okay at wi.rr.com, put an M in front of that. Um, I'm happy to um, shoot me a phone number. I'll call you. I can talk you through it and answer any specific questions you have. And if I don't know the answer to those questions, I will um, get you a phone number that you can call a Red Cross expert and let them um, hopefully answer the question for you. Sounds good. I I really appreciate the first thing you said. Nobody should ever feel like they have to or like they're a lesser person because it's just not their thing and that's totally okay i think actually the only reason i asked is i i do feel like sometimes people want to give um but there's this uh, something holds them back and i I never know exactly what that is but i just try and get ahead of that uh with people and you know what you talked about i think i think people are also john are nervous that they're going to get turned away when they get here that there's going to be something that pops up that makes them ineligible uh, right, to right. donate. Uh, that's come up. Those are some of the questions I've gotten. And again, um, if you go on the website and there's pages of are you eligible, um, you can open up, you know, it'll it'll give you a little frequently asked questions and you can open it up and look through some of them. Uh, it gives a whole list. If you're on these medications, these absolutely will disqualify you from donating. So you can do a lot of that research ahead of time. Or again, just reach out to me and I can get a phone number for you, an 800 number to Red Cross, where you can work with one of their experts who can speak, walk you through your own specific situation and let you know ahead of time if you're eligible or not. Then hopefully the only thing that would eliminate you, you know, if your iron level was too low, that might uh, limit you on the day of a drive. Right, right. Um, so you had uh, earlier on mentioned uh, we always need set up people, we always need people to bake uh, yeah. yummy treats. Uh, <laughs> any if you're if you're not in a position to donate but do want to help in some way, um, anything else cross your mind as like significant or related to blood donation? Well, okay, so there's several things that come to mind, and and we did talk about that: shopping, baking, treats for for the day. Um, maybe opening or close. Schreiber's have been awesome, but if they can't do it, somebody to open up uh, the church on a, on a Saturday morning, if we're having a Saturday drive, or close the um, after, after they pack up everything and hang around to lock up afterward has always been one. Um, here's the other thing. On, if you can't donate on the day of the drive, and I've actually had mm-hmm. several people who've said, oh, I'm traveling, I'm not going to be here for the next drive. Red Cross does have a program. I believe Versity had a program like this too, and they call it Bloodlink, where you can go to their local donation site, which is on Silvernell and Waukesha. And um, I'm working with Janelle, our rep, to get this set up, where you we can send you a an email link, where you can go in and um, sign up, and um, they you'll get unity will get credit for your blood donation even though you're donating at their site and in a broader sense you know just signing your donor card on your driver's license is a great way to pairs nicely with our mission to serve here at unity so that's a good one i'm glad you glad you mentioned that that there's just a lot of different ways to give in life and planning ahead is 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 part of that hey how about if as as we kind of come to a close of our time together um what does this mean to you as you've done it mm-hmm. now for like over four years? Yeah. Uh, 
just what does it mean to you personally to, to lead something like this, to be a part of something like this, um, to help us transition through all sorts of things? Well, I mean, I'm thrilled that we're going to continue our blood donation ministry. Um, I think providing a life-saving gift is amazing, and I'm, I'm just thrilled that I, in a very, very small way, can help and, and coordinate these drives. The need for blood um, became very personal to me when I delivered my youngest daughter, Nikki. I had an emergency C-section and hysterectomy, and I needed blood. And I was in pretty bad shape, but immediately felt better when I got two units of blood. John, it's like getting an elixir. I mean, you just immediately, wow. I immediately felt better. And I mean, that just solidified it for me as being such an important thing because you never know when you might need it or a loved one might need it. Need it. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's passion to me. And I, as I said, I'm so happy that I can do a very small part through Unity to help coordinate that and make it work. It's, it's wonderful. And again, I just want to emphasize that if anyone has questions to reach out to me, I can get them hopefully the answers that they need. Again, things have changed. And we're even reaching out to our teenagers. If teens 17 and older want to donate, they can. Even 16-year-olds can donate with a consent form completed by their parents. There are very specific height and weight requirements required if our teens want to do that. But I know we have such an active youth group. And so uh, Matt may be recruiting <laughs> a few teens at our next drive. So, Cool. Well, we have been blessed to be able to spend some time with Marilyn Ranny. She's our advocate for a part of our servant ministry area called our Blood Drive Ministry. And uh, it's just been good to talk about it. And hopefully, uh, as you've listened, uh, it's helped you have a little bit better sense of why we do this, how we do it, and how you might play a role in it. Uh, so our thanks, uh, not just to Maryland, but to the literally hundreds of members of this congregation uh, over the years who have uh, made a blood do donation through these drives. It is an amazingly personal gift. So this is Belief Beat. We're done for this week. I so appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, may the rest of your day be filled with epiphany light. Goodbye for now.